Well, there are many reasons why Christmas is a special time of year. One of the reasons that Christmas is a special time is because of gift giving. It is really the only holiday that I can even think of where everyone gives a gift to everyone else. Usually if it's a birthday, an anniversary, or a special occasion, uh, we give a, a gift to one person or uh, a couple. But Christmas is a time when everyone gives a gift to other people. I don't know if you've got all of your gifts. If you're like me, you haven't started. That's not a good thing. Uh, my wife usually takes care of it, and I love it when the kids open their gifts and say, hurry and open it so I can see what I got for you. Uh, it's, it's kind of that way. But people, we were up around uh, Easton last night. We didn't go in there, but we were around there, and the cars, as far as you could see, people are looking for gifts. Children are waiting for gifts. My youngest grandson, back in, I think it was in mid-November, maybe even late October, wrote to my wife a, a, a small text, did not say, hello, how are you, how's grandma, what's going on? And the text just simply said, what is the budget for Christmas? And, uh, so, and so the children are waiting for gifts. People are celebrating gifts. When they get that special gift, adults are preparing for Christmas. And parents, believe me, I know, and grandparents as well, that you're sacrificing for gifts for Christmas. When I think about a gift for Christmas, I think about God's gift and you know it so very well in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, say it with me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Paul then in chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians and verse 15 says, and exclaims from his heart, thanks be unto God. For his unspeakable gift, and the message says it like this, thanks be unto God for his gift to wonderful for words. Can I just express to you today that Jesus is the gift worth looking for? There may be some of you that are here today, and you're trying to understand is God really real? I've been looking for so many years and I'm, I'm searching, but I'm just not sure. Even if you're watching online and, and you're watching this service and you're thinking in my mind, I so desperately want to believe that God is real. May I tell you that Jesus is the gift worth looking for. It was embodied with the wise men when the wise men came from the east and they were looking for a king, and even though these words were given by Herod and perhaps not really intended as he spoke them, but this is what it says. 
Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him. If you are searching to know if God is real, Jesus is the gift worth looking for. In the country of Egypt, several years ago during the Arab Spring, my dear friend, lifelong friend, Doug Carter, was in Egypt and he was going to speak at a Christian conference. And as he got there, he hailed a cab to take him to the hotel where the conference was going to be put on. And as he got into the cab, there was a a man who was very much uh, 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 not only Egyptian, but uh, uh, could even pass for a Muslim. And he asked Doug, where are you going? And Doug told him where to go. And as they drove in the night, and it was raining just a little bit outside, the cab driver finally looked at him and said, or looked back at him and said, are you an American? And Doug could feel his hands beginning to get a little sweaty, and his heart began to race a little. And he said, proudly, I am. They rode on a little while longer, and finally the man said to him, are you a Christian? How would you answer that in the back of a, of a cab in the middle of Egypt, in the middle of Arab Spring? Doug said he thought for a few moments, and he said, not knowing what it would be, he said, I am. The man said, good. Drove him off the main road, drove him back into an alley, and Doug said, I began to think in my mind, this may be my last moments on earth. Began to think, what would he tell his wife? What would he tell his children? He hoped that they would know that he died giving a witness for Christ. They reached a dead end in the alley, and the man looked back at him and said, I had to be sure that you were truly a Christian and not someone who was fake. He said, I have been having a dream over and over and over again, and I don't know what this dream means. And Doug said, well, what is the dream? He said, Jesus is standing in front of me with his hands open, and he's saying, come. Come, come. He said, I have searched for God for so long. I have no idea. Can you explain to me what this means? And Doug was able to tell him the beautiful story of love and lead him to Christ right there on a back alley in the rain in Egypt. And we say, thank God. And it just simply reminds us, if you are searching for God with all your heart, you will find him. And then there are those who are not only that Jesus is the gift worth looking for, Jesus is the gift worth waiting for. And this is modeled by Anna and Simeon. As they waited their entire lives, and of course we know the plan began in the Garden of Eden, but Anna and Simeon had waited their entire lives. Now they were just about to depart to go to heaven. And Mary and Joseph bring the child. And when Simeon lifts the child in his arms, my soul has seen your salvation 
And it reminds us again, it's never too late. If you are here today, or you're watching online, and you think in your mind and in your heart, it's just too, too late for me. I've gone through too many things. I've, I've done too many things. It's just too late for me. Can I tell you, it's never too late. Right here in the United States, in a town in Chillicothe, where I pastored for many years, I had a dear friend. John Hawker was his name, is his name. And he had a neighbor who lived right beside him who was 86 years of age. And one day, this 86-year-old came back from being in town, and he came over to John, and he said, John, I have the most wonderful news in the world to tell you. And John said, well, what is it? He said, I have found Christ. I prayed through. I came to the place. I know my sins are forgiven. I know that I'm old, and I know that I'm going through all this. But God has forgiven me, and God has cleansed me. And I know for the first time in my life that God has saved me. And John said, that is so wonderful. Let me rejoice with you. And he said, well... I want you to rejoice with me, with me, but I have a question. John said, okay. You're a pastor, right? Uh, yeah. You live right by me, and you've lived by me for many years, right? Uh, yeah, kind of seeing where this was going. <laughs> and finally, the guy looked at him and said, why did I have to wait? until I was 86 years of age before I found the Savior. He said, did you think I was too sinful? Did you think I was too far gone? Did you think I was such a heathen? Did you think I was so hard that I never wanted to hear about Christ? You were wrong. I wanted every day for you just to stop by and say, here's how you can find the Lord. Let me tell you, if you're here today and your hair's a little frosty or a little blue <laughs> or not there at all, I just want you to know it's never too old. You're never too old and there's never too late a time to trust Christ. And then there, that Jesus is the gift worth celebrating for. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the angels and everyone celebrated the glorious birth of the king, and they celebrated. And the scripture says this, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And suddenly, there was an angel joined by a vast host of others, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. We should celebrate. It ought to be a time of joy. Well, you don't understand. My circumstances are not well. 
understand you can still celebrate the miracle of the Christ. You can say, well, my things are not going just like I want them to right now. It's okay, but you can still celebrate the miracle of Christ. I'm taking you on a little world journey in, in Papua New Guinea where Pastor Deb spent her childhood as a missionary child as Don Seymour and their family were missionaries there. And I'm not sure whether it was when your dad was there or uh, Jim Hummel was there. But my grandfather went to this pagan nation of Papua New Guinea. And they asked him to preach. And in that time, he had to preach through an interpreter. They really, no one could understand what he was saying. He couldn't understand what they were saying. And so he got up from what he told me. I will tell you this, he brought some slides home from Papua New Guinea, and um, they were pretty risque compared to what we show, if you understand. I mean, they don't dress like we dress, okay? My grandma always said, I hate it when you show those slides. <laughs> he said, they have to see. And I'll never forget what he said. This was probably back in the, in the probably late 60s, he told me this. And I heard him say to people, he said, you see the direction we are headed. And I thought, whoa, when I think about that today. But nevertheless, he had a huge crowd and there was a big chieftain that was sitting in the back who was the main man. And when grandpa began to preach to him about Jesus and and my grandpa could, if you've never heard him, he could wax eloquent about the beauties of Christ. He could put you to sleep in the first few minutes, but then at the end, uh, he could get you shouting. And uh, that, that's really true. But he was preaching about the beauties of Christ. And he gave the invitation. And people began to flood towards the front. And the old chieftain was one of the last ones and he started coming down the aisle and he was weeping and he was, and he was mumbling something as he came and he mumbled something more and he got up and he was praying and praying and my grandfather obviously knowing that he could not understand him, he looked at the interpreter and said, what is this man saying? And the interpreter looked up at him tears rolling down his face, and the interpreter said, he is saying these words, who wouldn't want a Jesus like that? Who wouldn't want a Jesus like that? Who wouldn't want a Jesus like that? I just want you to know that Jesus is the gift that is worth waiting for. I mean, he is the miracle Christ. Jesus is also the gift worth preparing for. Mary, after she heard the, the, the voice of the angel, you're going to bring forth a son, and she asked, how can this be? But she began to prepare and began to understand, and knowing that God had prepared this first Christmas through a nation of Israel. God had prepared uh, an empire, the Roman Empire. God had prepared a ruler, Caesar. God had prepared for the first Christmas in Bethlehem. God had prepared an innkeeper for Christmas a manger, and God had prepared a woman for the first Christmas, Mary. A couple of years ago, before the COVID broke out, my wife and I had the privilege of traveling to the city of Beirut, Lebanon, 
with Kayla and Eric and Hannah Rager and Daniel Spriggs. Uh, some of you that know Daniel, I thought several times we're going to leave that boy uh, somewhere because he could never get to where he was supposed to be on time. Never. We almost left him in Paris, and I don't know if he'd ever found his way out. Uh, but uh, we went to Beirut, Lebanon. And we had, a, we had a conference on Saturday about living in the power of one. Then we had a service on Sunday, and there were some people who came to Christ, one specific young lady that I still every once in a while hear from. But they told us, and I said, now when you come back tomorrow night, we're going to have church on Monday night and Tuesday night. When you come back tomorrow night, I want you to really be ready. Okay? Because we're going to bring refugees from tents to church. And I thought, that will be an interesting thing. When we arrived at the church that night, the women had been there, and Kayla will remember some of that. They had been there fixing and working and putting together meals and all kinds of things. And I thought, how many refugees from the Syrian refugee uh, would actually come to church? They brought in busloads. I mean, they came out of the buses. They filled the whole sanctuary. They filled the overflow. Many of them had never heard the name of Jesus one time in their life, but they said, we're tired of what we're hearing. We're tired of what we're seeing. We think that Jesus is the only hope and after we had this service, Bobby Bentley preached the first night, and literally people came to the altar. We have pictures of, of some of our ladies praying and praying and praying, and we prayed. And then they gave them food, and they said, this is why we've been preparing all day, because we knew that people were hungry, not only physically, but they're hungry spiritually to receive Christ. And literally scores of people that night, and the next night, received Christ. Many of them had never heard his name. Yes, give God praise. Give God praise. And lastly, because we still have some worship to do, amen, and we're still going to celebrate some more. But lastly, Jesus is the gift worth sacrificing for. And this is embodied in the life of Joseph. Listen again to this scripture. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. I think Joseph is one of the most overlooked characters in the entire Christmas account. He was a just man living for God's righteousness. He knew what the rumors would be, and he was willing to sacrifice his reputation for Mary and for what God had told him. He was a sensitive man aware of Mary's feelings. He was going to put her away quietly. He didn't want to hurt her feelings. But when he realized, then he became her protector. He was a spiritual man. He heard God's message as the angel said, do not fear. 
to take Mary as your wife. And he was a faithful man, for when he heard the voice of God and the voice of the angel, this is what it says. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. He did, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph called his name Jesus. Is Jesus, in your mind, a gift worth sacrificing for? You can't sacrifice to earn salvation. I'm not talking about that. That's a free gift. But that others may know. The second time I took a trip, my wife, no, my wife wasn't with me on this trip. The second time I took a trip to China. I shook hands with a man. His English was very broken. He just looked like a, an ordinary guy, just like you or I. And when I talked to him, another began to relay his story and said, do you know that he was just a pastor? He was preaching to his, his house church, not a big church, just a house church. And the Chinese guards broke in and took him downtown and interrogated him and said, we want you to quit preaching in the name of Jesus. He went back to his house church, started preaching Jesus. They came the next time, and they said, if you do this one more time, we're going to put you in prison. He went back to his house, preached Jesus. The third time they came in front of his little family, they bound him and took him to a prison, threw him in a dark cell, and would throw him a piece of bread and said, if you're going to preach Jesus, this is what you get. I could go on and on, but to just cut to the end, he was imprisoned for 27 years. And he began to try to talk to guards one at a time. And slowly over those years, guards began to understand that what he was offering was something they had never heard before. And guards began to believe in Christ. And then they began to allow him in certain times to talk to other prisoners. Well, the end of the story is at the end of 27 years, when he was going to be released, the warden of the prison called him into his office. He said, we are going to release you today. He said, I want you to know, I know you've been talking a great deal about this Jesus. He said, I want you to know something. I don't believe in your Bible. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in God. But he said, I want you to know, I have seen a change in this prison like I have never seen in all the years that I've been over this prison. 
There is a peace, there is a calm, there is a joy, there are people that are coming. And he started to cry and he said, I want you to know, while I don't believe in your Jesus, I don't believe in your God, I don't believe in any of this, yet I want you to know that I have set aside this room over here as an office for you. And you can come back anytime you want. And you can sit and talk to these men about Jesus if you want, because it is made such a difference in their lives. He started to walk out, and when they started to lead him out of that prison, they all stood, and they, where they could see him, and a crescendo went up and went up and began to say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I want to tell you something. Some of us are afraid to Somebody's going to think we're some kind of a weirdo or something. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the gift Amen. we're sacrificing for. If you're looking for him today, he's looking for you. If you're waiting for him today, he's waiting for you. If you are seeking him today, he is seeking you. Father, as we continue in this worship today, Thank you for your unspeakable gift, the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Star
Could everyone please stand as we sing our final hymn this morning? We're going to sing Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child.
miracle. It might be a miracle that only God knows about. It may be a miracle in your service as you're trying to serve the Lord and you're not quite sure just exactly where to turn. It might be a miracle in your finance that as you come to this season of the year that you're struggling. It might be a miracle in your home that things are going on at home that maybe no one else knows about. But you know, it might be a miracle of healing. You've got bad news and you need a miracle of God. It may be a miracle of salvation. And with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment, if you are in one of these categories that you just see, David, I need a miracle today. I need God to do a miracle. I need a Christmas miracle. I'd like for you just to stand right where you are. We're not going to embarrass you. But if you need a miracle in one of these ways, will you just stand right where you are? Just stand. I think there are people all over this place that just need to stand this morning. Just stand. And as we're standing and waiting here, just a moment. If some of you see someone who is standing, would you just slip over to where they are and put your hand on their shoulder and just pray for them? Some of you that know the worth of prayer, just gather close somewhere. Have someone, just if you know the worth of prayer, just come and just, just pray right now. Lord, I need a miracle. I'm not afraid to stand and say it. I'm not afraid to stand and say today that I need a miracle in Christ. I need a miracle in Christ. Our Father, thank you this morning for the miracle of Christmas. And we know that you sent your one and only Son on earth that we might experience your grace and power. This morning, I am in need of a Christmas miracle. Lord, there are many who are saying, I'm asking and trusting you to work a miracle in my life this Christmas. For those who are standing and saying, I need a miracle of salvation, Lord, will you help them just simply to say, I admit that I have sinned. I believe that you love me, and I confess you as my Lord and Savior. If we are in a need of healing, those that are gathered round, I pray that you'll help our faith to rise to the very heaven above and to say, I believe that God is a God of miracles and a God of healing. If there is a miracle needed in the home, Lord, you're able to take what is chaos and bring peace and hope and joy and love into that home. If it's a miracle of needed in finance, Lord, you have said, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 
If it's a miracle in service that I'm not sure how to do what you've laid on my heart, you have said, but when the Holy Spirit is come, He will give you power and you will be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and into the uttermost of parts of the earth. And a miracle that only you know about. Now I'd like as you pray, would you just, if you're praying with someone there today, would you pray these words with them? I trust you for this miracle today. Would you say it with me? I trust you for this miracle today. I would like to pray with someone about this today. I would like to pray with someone about this today. And I would like to talk further with someone about this today. I would like to talk further with someone about this today. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are the Christ, the miracle virgin-born Son of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we trust you today for miracles that only you can do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let's give the Lord a hand and praise Him. Could we sing the last verse of Silent Night? Just sing the last verse, Silent Night. Son of God, let's sing it together. Sing it one more time. Silent night. Holy night. Son of God. Love's pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy Jesse, it's always great to have you. And our worship choir, I think this is the first time we ever had a worship choir. Let's, let's give thanks to them. And all of our instrumentalists and the band back there, let's give them a hand and say thank you. What a beautiful, beautiful day. Now, we're going to come to you at this time for a morning offering, and we're still using... Uh, COVID protocol. That means we're using big buckets and they'll pass in front of you so that you don't have to pass them down. But if you can tonight at six o'clock, will you say that with me? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Not seven, not eight, not 727, not 827, not 927. Six o'clock. One more time. Six o'clock. Gather out by the live nativity and we're going to have a worship service out there. It will put uh, the mind and the picture of Christ. We're going to have animals out there. 
And they said, as long as they don't die, they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay, Linda. I think they will be today. And shepherds, and we're going to have wise men, and we're going to have Mary and Joseph. I don't think we'll have Jesus, but we'll have a replica of Jesus. And we're going to just have a great time out there. And we want you to come at 6 o'clock. be a great way to end this Christmas Sunday. Next Wednesday, we are having Christmas Eve communion right here at 7 o'clock. Now say that with me. 7 o'clock, not 6 o'clock, not 5 o'clock, not 4 o'clock, not 8 o'clock. Wednesday is at 7. Sunday is at 6. Okay, we got it. And we'll have candlelight communion here. Next Sunday, we will have service. Pastor Deborah is going to be preaching for us next Sunday morning. And as we take our offering today, this has also been a day we've designated for an Advent offering to help around the world. And uh, they have given me this beautiful uh, uh, envelope that has a star on it. If you want to specifically give it just for Advent, use the star, or you can just use it and mark it uh, with your tithe and other things. So let's bring an offering unto the Lord. Ushers, will you come forward? Let's take our morning offering, and then we will be dismissed. Play as the Oh, they're waiting for you to pray. Father, bless this offering in Jesus' name. unless you pray and I forgot about that and so uh, thank you ushers and those of you who have helped us has it been a good day let's stand together we're going to just rejoice as we go turn around and say Merry Christmas to somebody and tell them that you love them in Jesus name you are dismissed remember to come back tonight 6 o'clock Five.